Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Rank Up, a fortnightly on-page SEO podcast where we talk about technical SEO, content optimization, search engine news, and much more. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Ben Gary, and I am joined once again by my regular co-host, Ed Wilson. You still doing all right, Ed? Yeah, good, Ben. Uh, excited to go through these questions with uh, Kevin. I think we've got so many, and uh, yeah. I think I had contributed quite a few as well, but... Um, yeah, I, I guess this is um, an interesting area uh, for this podcast because I think most topics that we've covered so far relate towards B2C. Uh, specifically, I think we've covered e-commerce quite a bit as well. So yeah. B2B, I think, is a very challenging area. And it's, you know, I think Kevin's going to be a great guest to kind of run through these questions and run through his experience as well. Absolutely. Really looking forward to it. Uh, and uh, that brings us once again to you, Kevin, our uh, guest for this month. Uh, and an SEO specialist at Experian. Uh, how are you doing for this one? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. Um, yeah, really, really glad to, to be back back on this podcast. It's the first time I'm doing a podcast, so it's, it's a very new experience for me. Uh, yeah, so yeah look, looking forward to this one. Brilliant. Well, as we said in the last episode, it's great to have you uh, have a completely different perspective from what Ed and I are doing day to day as well. Uh, and I think we're really going to get into that with this one. Um, so for those that haven't listened to the podcast before, this is our topical session. Uh, once a month, we like to do these with our guest, uh, which we call the knowledge panel. Uh, and it's where we make the most of our guests' knowledge in, in a particular area of SEO that they want to talk about. Uh, and as we have Kevin with us this month, uh, that means we're going to be talking, amongst other things, about B2B SEO. That's probably where we're going to start. We're going to dig into Kevin's time at Experian a little bit. Um, but also we've got some stuff around uh, kind of working in-house as well and transitioning from agency to in-house that hopefully will be really interesting for people uh, who are doing both in both roles at the moment. It's great that you've got the experience going from one to the other, Kevin. Um, I know that we're really looking forward to seeing what Kevin has to say on this. We've had some great conversations already prior to the podcast. Um, so I think we should just get into it. I don't want to waste any more time on the intro. Um Kevin, if we start with a bit of background for you so that people know a bit more about what it is you do and how you got to where you are, just to kind of help understand you a bit more, um, can you just give us a run through of your journey to get to where you are now? Uh, and specifically, kind of what was it that resulted in you having the in-house SEO specialist role at Experian that you now do? Okay, yeah, so... I guess a good place to start is um, I wasn't in digital marketing primarily uh, as a job or um, it wasn't my career path before. So I, I was doing okay. more, more for finance uh, career path. Uh, All right. So I had a, I had a uh, financial background at Specsavers where I spent about two, two years. Um, and before that, I was in customer service at Specsavers, like, you know, um, while I was at university. Yeah. So okay. I've always been interested in business. I've always been interested in, um, you know, you know what what businesses do to make money and um so naturally marketing is a big part of that mm -hmm. um so i decided to pack it in uh finance wasn't for me it was too boring um okay. too, too too much in the background i wanted to be a, more, more more at the forefront of, of yeah. a, a business business work so um i did a, a diploma online uh on digital marketing and then transitioned into a junior role okay. which was in-house so I was working for um, NOS Healthcare, and they uh, retail over 3,000 products online. Um, right. So I was there for, for nearly a year. And then I got picked up by Hallam, um, Hallam yep. Internet, which is a local uh, Nottingham-based uh, digital agency. Uh, well, yep. I say local, but, but they are, you know, they work with global clients as well. Sure. Um, similar to, to Impression, uh, you know, award-winning um, you know, very, very good at what they do. So it was, it was yeah. a very good place for me to, to hone the digital marketing craft and then specialize into SEO. So yeah. I was there for about two, two years at Hallam. And then um, I, uh, I got approached for the um, Experian role, um, which is the B2B uh, side of Experian. So not a lot of people know that Experian actually have hundreds and hundreds of B2B products that they provide yeah. uh a variety of businesses, um, as well as uh, government um, agencies and you know uh, government organisations. So, so they work yeah. across you know pretty much any industry you can think of. There's probably yeah. an experienced product, an experienced B two B product 
um, that that has helped um, drive that industry. Cool. So, a lot to go so at. yeah, yeah, yeah. There is, yeah, there is a lot to go at. There's there's so much about Experian that I don't even know, and I've been there for over a year, and uh, not not a lot of people <laughs> understand the products. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, just before we get into the stuff at Experian, um, the, you dropped a little detail in there that I hadn't heard before that I'm just curious about for a quick question. You mentioned you did a digital marketing diploma before doing your first role. Uh, and I'm just curious, to see, is, is that something that you feel did set you up well? Has it given you stuff you've used since? Or was it more just like an academic checkbox and other stuff has been learned on the job since then? It, it was pretty much a, a checkbox, but it yeah. did give me a good fundamental understanding. Uh, I mean, you can do you can do you know free courses online and stuff, but um, let, let, let's put it this way: I didn't get many interviews until I, I finished that diploma. So okay, <laughs> so okay. so it, it, it did help. Uh, for some reason, employers like to see that you know I've got you know invested interest in in yeah. this uh, industry and, and career. So I think I think that that was it for them. Yeah. Okay, that, yeah, that's just an interesting little side thing because I've, at impression, I've done um, a fair bit with students and graduates. Um, that's been kind of one of my side roles over the last couple of years. Uh, and we do encourage people to do, especially a lot of those free qualifications that you just mentioned there, especially while you're at uni and doing another course, you, you don't have that much capacity. Um, but actually, that is something that makes a difference in getting an interview. And it does make sense that in your journey as well, having that diploma was able to just get you over that first hurdle, even if things have been quite different since then. Yeah, uh, I'll say so. I'll, I'll still encourage people to get some kind of um, something to set you apart, really, because I yeah. think at the time, not not a lot of people had that diploma. So it just set, set me a bit apart from yeah. any other person applying for junior role. So awesome. yeah, anything that can set you apart. Yeah. That was that was a helpful little detail there that I wasn't expecting to get, but I'm glad we did touch on that because I think that that might be useful for for a couple of people listening. You never know. Um, but we'll we'll go back into uh, the main topic. So um, again, just to kind of flesh out the context of the situation before we go into some more of the details, uh, you mentioned that Experian has a massive B two B offering, and I know asking you to summarize that is is impossible. Um, but kind of within that within your role like what is success for Experian in b2b seo like realistically what kind of stuff are you aiming for so um to put it into context before i joined Experian, they didn't have anyone dedicated to seo um or had specialist seo knowledge uh, they did have right. a lot of generalists um so at the time that they recruited me they just recruited a number of other specialists in, in certain areas like you know okay. email uh, you know crm you know that kind of stuff um yeah so you know i was i was the first kind of specialist they had in seo so they were really looking for somebody to uh provide guidance uh provide expertise um you know if somebody had a question you know somebody mm -hmm. could just give them a straight answer uh so that's i think that's prim primarily what they were looking for and then uh for me what success looked like was trying to establish some kind of framework okay um so i worked across the uk ireland and EMEA websites so about 20 websites which sounds crazy uh, <laughs> and it, it it is crazy but um but at, at at the time you know that's 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 the level of support um that was available um, yeah so so yeah so in terms of success it, it just meant you know getting the right tools in place uh, understanding you know what kind of visibility uh, we're at at the moment um mm -hmm. and 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 trying to increase that visibility so just trying to get a baseline of of what you know how are we performing now was was mm -hmm. the first kind of step to to success and then also working on other technical products that, well te technical projects rather that mm -hmm. um that would we, we were doing at the time that needed to be done uh, mm -hmm. Such as the migration from uh, our old CMS to to Adobe Experience Manager, so just okay. uh, helping helping with that um, and doing any technical projects on the side. I can't even uh, imagine that kind of first month of that role when there's no been no kind of specialist SEO person in the company, uh, especially as a you know the size of Experian as well. I guess that first month was just such a massive influx of information and uh, <laughs> things to go at right. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, even getting, say, 
yeah even getting your head around everything i imagine like trying to learn the product but then understanding what's the priority and things like that i imagine that was such a yeah challenging time yes it was um but you know one one thing about experience is that they do have really great managers um so you know you know shout out shout out to our managers but <laughs> but uh, essentially they, they they kind of tell you you know just give yourself three months to to, to settle in there's so much um stuff you got to do uh, in yeah. terms of like legal requirements and training and product training um there's all these little things that aren't really to do with your job but kind of yeah. make you understand the products make you understand who experience is in the market there's all the, yeah. there's all these different elements that you have to um get to grips with and there's so many systems i mean there's about um, I'm not even joking. There's probably there's probably more than 20 systems that that, that you might use on, on a month yeah. month to month basis. So there's, there's training for that. You know, wow. there, there's so much to do <laughs> when, yeah. when you are in house. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have say, to give yourself the time. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say because I was previously an in-house CM manager at Hillary's, who the uh, window furnishing company, and yeah, but it was quite similar with that. I think I think. Although a much smaller company, it was it felt like the first two three weeks I actually didn't touch any SEO or focus on SEO. It was very much going to you know learn about the product, going to the factory, speaking to the customer service team. It it felt it feels like the best way to really educate and absorb the company, right? In terms of you knowing you know when you actually get started on the SEO, actually you have a wealth of information around how the company works and how it's situated as well yeah definitely definitely and it's yeah it's 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 invaluable stuff so it gives you it gives you that context um which is so important as mm. as it helps you you know months down the line definitely so moving on from that slightly so with all that information that you had how how did you start to focus uh, did you get much direction from elsewhere or were you really picking the tasks that you needed to do um, that is a good question. So it is pretty much a self. Um, you have to be self-motivated. So you have to. Yeah. You have to. You have to create tasks for yourself. Um, of course, my my manager, he, he had a lot of digital experience. So so he had he had SEO knowledge, but he just didn't have the time to dedicate mm. um, to, to to implementing a lot of stuff. So he did he did have SEO specialist knowledge, okay. uh, which which really which really helped. So he did understand what things needed doing. So he would have maybe three or four you know really big projects that I needed doing and then mm -hmm. uh so alongside those big projects i'll be working on I'll, I'll of course be working on uh fundamental seo stuff that need that need just needed to be done like you know redirects um cleaning up the redirect file um they had a legacy redirect file that hadn't been looked at for over eight years you know things wow. like that um so just just doing a lot of cleanup um i'd say um that yeah Essentially, they, because they didn't have an SEO specialist for so long, there was just a lot of cleaning up that needed to be done before mm. you can even start implementing new things. So um, that's that's what I, I was working on initially. Yeah, I yeah, still you, am, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned that across hundreds of products and twenty websites. I know, you, I know, you've said your focus has shrunk a little bit since then, but um, I imagine even the the smaller jobs that we you might think would just take a day or two across one product or whatever end up kind of multiplying <laughs> massively yes yeah yeah definitely um uh, updating a page could take could take a couple of months just just because of all the hoops that that, that has to go through yeah. um so yeah it, it is is definitely slower pace but you know there's a reason for that of course you know such a big organization they have to make sure they represent themselves in the best way so um it's just the nature of nature of working working at a bigger bigger organization yeah and it, this this relates to um one of our other questions that i had down later where um we were talking about kind of getting at what what is b2b seo within a company like experience what makes it look what makes it unique what are the important things to know about it um so how much does that kind of environment that that in-house environment come into what you're actually able to do within your seo strategy what you mentioned some hoops you've got to jump through there what kind of thing are you dealing with to push seo improvements through on the site so um yeah in terms of 
being in-house, um, the main challenges that you have are the different stakeholders that um, mm. have a say in what is presented on the website. Um, so you've got product teams, um, you've got directors of, of, of um, you know, sales and, and more business unit kind of teams. Um, and, and, and sometimes these um, teams have different goals. They might not be aligned yeah. to your goals. So, um, you know, primarily in SEO, it's, it's all about, you know, making sure things are visible online and getting that traffic back to the website. You know, that's your primary goal. Mm. But, um, a, a lot of the times, um, certain teams, um, even content teams might not have that goal. Um, their, their goal might be uh, creating uh, a, a, a document, more more of a print document that, that yeah. would be helpful to, to engage um, their, their target audience. Um, and that is that is completely different to to what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. So um, it it is working with different people, working with different teams who've got different goals, and trying to make sure that you're you're getting what you need uh, to 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 do your job. Um, yeah. So that 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 is a challenge in itself. Um, and you know the difference between that and, and working in the agency, you just don't have the time. You just have the, you don't have the time or resource unless mm. you've got one client and, and that one client is experienced. You know, it is very, very <laughs> difficult, very, very difficult to immerse yourself into, into that, that world. Cause it is, yeah. it's a very different world. Um, whereas agency, you know, you, you might be working on a, on a singular kind of focus, singular kind of project, uh, everything's aligned. Um, in-house um you might have to try and push what you're trying to do alongside other other objectives in, yeah. in the organization so so yeah it, it it is one way where you have to be very good at, at working with other people and understanding what other teams need because because those yeah. goals are important um and sometimes they might be more important than than traffic on the website so you have to you have to keep that in mind okay well that's really interesting and it also makes me wonder as well um how how much does kind of educating those other departments and and kind of working with them to to try and help them see the importance of what you're doing how how much does that come into it and and have you had to do a bit of that since coming into this specialist role um i have i have um what has really helped is sometimes you do get champions um in the team or, or in, in the workplace who, de- who really do recognize the importance of SEO and that really helps. Um, they might have a lack of understanding, but they're willing to learn. So I work very closely with a content manager there and um, she she absolutely understands the importance of SEO and, mm. and she has closer links to product teams and closer links to uh, other departments where I might not have access to. Yeah. Um, so because she's a champion of SEO and she understands the importance um, of how how that can make her or make our content, because uh, it, it is a joint team effort, our content more amplified, our content reach more users, mm. um, it, it, it definitely makes the job a lot easier. If, if I didn't have somebody like that, um, it would be very, very difficult. But, mm. but there, is, there is education um, and it really helps if you have somebody who champions what, what you're trying to do as well. Yeah, I suppose when you're working across that many products and you don't know exactly what all, all of them do, you need the buy-in from the content team and the product owners and, and everyone to make things actually come together in any kind of semblance of um, like a good SEO strategy. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Get, getting buy-in from, from at least a few people helps. <laughs> yeah. So if we focus a little bit more on that SEO strategy before we go, I suppose, too, too deep into kind of working processes and stuff, which I am interested in getting to before the end of the episode, uh, we were talking a fair bit before about the challenges of B2B and it's something that Ed and I have come across in our agency life as well. Um, and you said you've, you've had experience working in, in B2C environments and e-commerce as well. Um, when it comes down to kind of actual SEO skills and strategy, more technical side of SEO, but including content as well, um, what what is it that is challenging or unique about B two B that if you you know maybe haven't worked in it much before you wouldn't realise, or, or what, what makes it different to other industries that you might do SEO in? I think the um, 
the difference with, with B2B is things take a bit longer. Um, yeah. there's, there's definitely a, a, longer, a longer approach, more long-term approach, which, which kind of ties in well with SEO, to be fair. Um, yeah. So, and also, I think the platforms that you use might be slightly different, uh, working on an enterprise um, organization. So um, things like, you know, SEM Rush are great, and I still use mm -hmm. SEM Rush um, with, within my role. But you do need uh, another tool that kind of gives you, uh, you know, kind of a broader, a broader scope uh, and, 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 and better reporting, mm. um, more, more visual reporting. Uh, that's a lot easier to share uh, across different stakeholders. So mm -hmm. we, use, we use search metrics um, at the minute. Yep. Um, and one of my first goals, I, I didn't even hear much about search metrics before I started this role, to be fair. Yeah. Um, one, of my, one of my jobs was to research um, all the enterprise SEO platforms out there, look at their prices, you know, that, and that involves a lot of calls, a lot of sales calls. Yeah. Because, the, these, <laughs> because these guys, they, they never tell you their price up front. Um, <laughs> so, until, until you're in the 10th call. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, so yeah, a lot, a lot of my time was dedicated to that. And then I went with search metrics because it just seemed, seemed at a good price point um, yeah. in, in, in terms of the budget that I had. And it kind of did not all the things we wanted, but it did, it did a lot of the things we wanted. And, and at our stage, we were, we were just starting SEO. So it, it, was, it was good enough for the time. Yeah. Um, but we looked, at, we looked at Bright Edge. We looked at, you know, all these other tools out there. Um, there's so many, so many, yeah. so many enterprise SEO level tools out there. Um, and 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 yeah, you, you have you have to have these calls with these salespeople to, to understand what 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 all the different tools provide, yeah. Um, and the, you know the support that they provide as well because that that's important because sometimes you might need uh, them to train a specific team within the mm. enterprise organization. So uh, search metrics are are you know really good in terms of they offer you know, unlimited kind of training and unlimited kind of support, um, and yeah. a lot of them do. So you know you could you could set up a call with, with with a team focused in France, for example, and and they can they can have a have a call to to show them how to use the platform. Yeah. Um, so so that that's really important, and and you don't really get that from tools like you know SEM Rush because you know you, you you get what you pay for. You know it's it's, it's priced at a certain point for a reason. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And then you know working with different agencies, of course, as well, uh, is 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 a big part of it. So we've got an agency based in London. So developing that relationship with them, uh, we mm. previously didn't have a strong relationship with our SEO agency. So just trying to make that connection, and of course we we share the website with our consumer side. Uh, so if yeah. you go to experian.co.uk, that is that homepage is pretty much the consumer site. Yeah. Um. So we don't have any say in. Well, we have some say, but we don't have much say in the homepage. So uh, you know, going going to London to visit that team, build that connection. Um, cause a lot of the times they, uh, work on projects that do that benefits the site as a whole and they might have some yeah. insight and, and, you know, they might be working on some really cool stuff. Um, it's just learning what, what they're up to. Um, yeah. and it seems like their, their side of the business is like a couple of years ahead of, yeah. of, of, of the, of the B2B side of things. So just, just seeing what they've done and, and presenting that knowledge back to stakeholders and saying, oh, look, you know, these guys are doing an amazing job. This is where we want to get to is, is um, although it's a different, it's, it's a completely different business, but, you know, just, just showing the principles that they've, that they've, that they've, they've taken and, and showing the yeah. results that they've got from that is, is sometimes cool. helpful. Yeah, we were talking before as well about comparing B2B and B2C and things as well, and especially with e-commerce and, uh, it's interesting you mentioned the different tools you have there because keyword discovery is something that I think anyone who's worked on some of the more maybe niche B2B tools and sites will will discover quite quickly that um, everyone seems to have their own branded way of referring to a service or a solution. And uh, any generic keywords that you can find will often be quite quite small. Um, so I was just curious to see how you've gone through that process for Experian, especially where there's hundreds of products. Have you done kind of, I guess, a, a standard in inverted commas process of keyword research, or is it just something that you have to take more on a case by case basis as you get the chance to focus on different products? Yeah. So for keyword research, um, when I first joined the organization, I think keyword research historically has been, we've got this product. Yeah. Um, you know, let, let's inject some keywords into it, kind of yeah. thing. Uh, which <laughs> adds the keyword. Which, 
yeah which 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 doesn't which doesn't work and and i mean that that is some people's understanding of keyword research and that's some people's understanding of seo you know let's create a new yeah. page um and let's get some keywords in there and let's get let's get some traffic and it doesn't really work that way yeah. um so it's, it's trying to unpick that strategy and say well hang on we've we're already getting traffic in this area and that is related to what you're trying to sell why don't we mm. leverage this 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 piece of traffic to yeah. to to sell to sell this product so it, it's, it's just trying to build that into into the framework build that into into the process um yeah. which, which is a challenge but you know it just takes education it takes you know meeting with different people getting people on your side um and that takes a while to do yeah um yeah yeah uh, that's really interesting um i'm just thinking of that that strategy you mentioned there about using existing traffic it makes a lot of sense. I know I've had examples where you're not sure exactly which direction to take a particular page in. So even just using something like Google Search Console and seeing where that traffic's coming from already just gives you a big indication of what people are actually searching for, which, at least in my experience with B2B, is one of the hardest things to pin down. And as soon as you can get some kind of evidence that tells you that, you can start making more of a strategy off the back of it. Definitely, definitely, absolutely. Um... What has helped as well is just having conversations with people who know a bit more about the products. So um, a lot of the uh, information on the website uh, probably doesn't really convey what the product does. So yeah. speaking to, you know, having the training, speaking to people who, who say, okay, it does this, it does that. Oh, that's interesting. That's, that's not the <laughs> website. That's not, that's not in the sales material. So yeah. yeah, you know, I guess any, I guess all industries are the same because um, usually when you meet a client, you know, a lot of information on the website probably isn't what they do uh, mm. sometimes. Um, so it's just having that discovery. Um, there's, there's probably a lot more that I need to do with that. Um, mm. But, you know, I'm, I'm only one person. And I can only work on <laughs> You've got a lot to do. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, so ideally, yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, go on, sorry. I was, I was just going to say, speaking of a lot to do, um, on the, uh, the international side was one more area of SEO strategy we wanted to touch on. Um, because you, you mentioned that you've, in the UKI and EMEA role, you had sort of 20 plus websites to work on, along with everything else you're trying to do. How, how do you go about doing, what does international SEO even look like on that scale and in your role? Like, what, what kind of areas have you picked to focus on and make a difference? So, um, to, to, in all honesty, I, I don't think I've done a very good job of international SEO just just because of um, the technical roadblocks that that have been in place. Um, okay. So, um, as a bit of a background, so we were on a different CMS to the one that we're on now. So we're now on Adobe Experience Manager, and we've been yep. been on that for a few months now. Um, so pretty much, I think at the start of this year, we we, we moved across there. Mm. Um, and not all the websites were on the same CMS. So we've only recently got all the all, all the websites on the same CMS. Okay. So um, and now we're now implementing more uh, advancements or enhancements um, to, to help with SEO. So only recently we've we've installed like a, a hreflang uh, module, so to speak. So so we can now add <laughs> yeah. different different websites. So so we, you know we haven't even touched on hreflang uh, as of yet. So just just basic uh, international SEO stuff like that. Just just haven't been able to to do it. To be fair, yeah. um, my my focus has really been on uh, getting the the structure of, of the websites. Um, so you know, as you know, Experian has consumer as well as business uh, focuses. So um, just making sure you know all the sites have like a business folder, and migrating all the business related content over to the business folder is mm -hmm. is is what we've kind of been working on yeah. um and, and we still got a ways to go for the uk but it's, it's now starting to take shape mm. so just just things like that getting things a bit more consistent um yeah and yeah that's, just gonna... that's, that, that's, that's pretty much what we've been working on yeah i was gonna say um managing migrations in from a client perspective well from an agency perspective is always quite endearing and <laughs> it's quite difficult i imagine from an organization perspective has that been quite challenging with migrating that side of things because i think with migrations the success factor ultimately relies on everything being consistent and those signals being transferred effectively but i imagine within in-house there's so many th so many things going on that you know you potentially might not you know things may get missed and things like that has that been quite challenging with that, that migration thing that you mentioned 
yes, it, it is very challenging. Um, things do get missed. Absolutely, mm. absolutely right. Just, just, just because of the uh, the resource. Um, yeah. You know, you, you're trying to do so many things. You're trying to spin so many plates. You just might miss something. They're like, oh, and then you spot it, and they're like, oh, how did I miss that? And then you have to go back and try to fix things. And it's, it has happened. You know, I've, I've made I've made a couple of mistakes here and there. Um, but I think the important thing is just to make sure you you audit things on a regular basis and just try and look at things that you might have missed um, mm -hmm. is is important. Um, yeah. And it, it does happen. It does happen. So you have to make sure you, you just double check. What yeah. what you're doing? Not only not only what you're doing, but what other teams are doing. Because sometimes yeah. you might not be in the loop, um, and you're like, "Oh, hang on, where, where's this page gone? And uh, why is that moved to there?" And you know, uh, just just make sure you you, you audit regularly and, and check what's happening on the site. Yeah. Brilliant. For the for the kind of next part of the podcast, um, I'm interested in just kind of moving it more into the um, sort of agency in-house discussion and some of the things you've learned um in in working in this environment um and kind of to to link the two together from the strategy side um i'm curious first to start with um is there anything well, it sounds like there might be a lot of things but is there anything in particular that you you see now you're working in-house that you really just couldn't have carried out agency side that you you need to be in-house at Experian to be able to do uh, yes, so I would say the keyword research side of things. Um, yes, you can do it um, agency side, absolutely. But to understand the, the products, to understand, mm. uh, you know, have all these conversations, and it, it takes a lot of time. And and ag the agency model is usually, uh, you know, hourly basis or, or yeah. time basis or, or project budget basis. Um, yeah. So unless you've got unlimited budget with, with that particular agency. Um, is going to be very, very expensive um, yeah. to do it agency side. So it, it does make sense to do it in-house. Um, that whole discovery element uh, does take time. Um, and it's, it's a pretty much organic process. So, um, and with agencies, you know, you might have like a six-month, you know, contract or whatever. Yeah. Um, within six months, you, you're not moving a lot at, at a very fast pace. So you have to have that time to, to settle in, to understand how things are working. Um, yeah. with, within the organization to, to, to make, make an impact. So what, what kind of tasks is it that you would be asking of your agency to do? You don't have to go into all the specifics, but you mentioned that you did work, Experian does work with an agency. Um, so where is it that they can be most effective if there are areas like you've just said that aren't really suitable for an agency? Yeah, so what has helped is um, they have done keyword research for us before, um, which is very, yeah. very helpful as, as a starting point for me. Um, and then I kind of filled in the gaps um, and then, you know, go back to them and, you know, ask them if, if there's any more, you know, gap analysis they can do, look at, look at our competitors, anything that we've missed. Um, yeah. We do have very technical uh, projects at play as well. So gaining their knowledge of, you know, how they've done it and how, how has it worked, you know, stuff that might be a, just a little bit beyond my, my understanding because I've just never yeah. done it before. Um, having that agency experience, you know, um, is helpful because, you know, you can yeah. work on a lot more, a lot more projects and you've got a lot more people, a lot more experience. Um, so it makes sense to, to ask them, you know, the, re the really technical stuff that might be beyond beyond your, your, your comprehension or, or yes. beyond your understanding. Um, for example, um, you know, the way we distribute our blogs, uh, our blog content, you know, we use re reverse proxies and, you know, that kind of stuff. And it, yeah. it all gets very, very technical. And <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, an expert at it. You know, I'm, I'll, I'll put my hands up. So just, just gaining that, that knowledge um, is, is helpful. Yeah. I mean, I guess as as a one man SEO specialist within a large company, even if there are other people around with SEO knowledge, just having that as a bit of an extension of your resource and your knowledge it sounds like it it's really helpful and and certainly takes a bit of the pressure that you might otherwise have as just one person, be it the sole SEO role at Experian B two B. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it does take the pressure off, and uh, it also it kind of protects you in a way. Um, mm. if, if I was to think about it, you know, just having that agent, you know, saying, oh, you've consulted somebody, 
um and you know it's kind of giving you more assurance of, of what you're doing because yeah. sometimes you, you don't you're not really 100 sure if this is the right way to go so just having that that other voice say yes or no is is good yeah yeah just a bit of a bit of backup especially if you're dealing with teams that aren't seo experts themselves or aren't seo professionals themselves um where you're having to sort of convince them or educate them on something i can see that being really helpful definitely definitely absolutely yeah um so you you mentioned at the start you worked for for hallam another nottingham agency in the past um and that was where you really sort of started specializing in seo and so what was it like uh transitioning from from that experience to in-house did you find it relatively easy to adapt to the new role or was there quite a lot that was uh, a shock or, or difficult to adapt to um it, it is of course a different a different kind of um working environment in terms of at an agency you've got a certain number of clients um and you know you have to make these clients although although there are there are similarities to be fair so mm. um in terms of in-house i guess my clients would be all the different business units um and mm. so so there is still that client kind of management there is still that stakeholder yeah. management that that you have to do in both roles to be fair yeah um so, so there are similarities um and a lot of these uh teams have different goals so you have to understand those um, okay and and how and how you fit in and how you can help them achieve achieve what they want to achieve um but but the, the the differences i say is is definitely the pace is very slower pace so mm. um working on bigger projects is a difference i think as well with an agency yeah. you might be working on really small projects um you know that that might need to be completed in like two three months time um yeah. whereas some of the products have been in the pipeline for like two three years um <laughs> that's 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 how slow it does move so yeah um you know uh, yeah, I can't. I can't stress this point enough. The the pace is very, very different. Um, yeah. And 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 you have to think about so much more about the business itself. Um, okay. And and truly understand the business where in house versus agency. Um, I think as an agency, although you do try and understand, you know, the, the businesses that you work with as much as you can. Mm. And working at Hallam, um, you know, we, we did have a focus on that. I was an account manager at, at, at some point as well. And, you know, that was really a strong focus. So trying to understand the business, you know, what do mm. they do? Um, you know, what are their pain points? You know, all, all that kind of stuff, you know, the business model canvas stuff. Um, and it's just it's just not the same, you know, being yeah. within, within that business. So I would always advise um, agencies if you are working at a, you know, working with a big enterprise client, you know, you know, do they have the dedicated in-house support to make to make the relationship work? Because um, mm. if I wasn't in this role, um, I think our London agency would would struggle to, yeah. to get really involved. And and they and they did they did have a struggle. They they did struggle to to, to sell us stuff because they because they didn't know what to sell. Yeah. Um, until. Until until I came to the role, and then I started asking them for for certain things, and then you know I've got a budget that I manage, so then I can yeah. say, oh, we need this, we need that, we need this. So they they're not really selling anything to me. I'm going to them and saying, okay, we need the support. Um, you know, this is the budget we have. You know, I'm going to them asking them for their support rather than yeah. than them pitching ideas to us. So it's it's kind of the other way around. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's that's what I'll say is the difference, I guess. Yeah. No, that that's really interesting, and and particularly the the slow pace one as well. Um, it, often the the thing that again, if I'm speaking to students and graduates and stuff, being like in an agency, are oh, you you're doing a, a different thing every few hours? Maybe like one task in the morning, one in the afternoon, or even or switching even more frequently than that, and it's never boring. It's it never sort of stops, never slows down. Um, how how have you adapted to that change in pace? Do you have any sort of uh, tips or things you've learned to, um, I guess, doing the right thing in that role and and learning how to work in a slightly different mindset. I think um, having a plan helps. Mm. So um, 
yeah planning planning what you want to do you know what you know what is good at like and you know i've got certain objectives that i've, I've, I've yeah. got to meet as well uh certain projects that, that we are working on so just having that plan and having direction from 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 your manager is is helpful um yeah. or, or roadmap so so to speak so yeah just just sticking to the roadmap and making sure you, you're doing things that that are going to you know go towards achieving that is is is, is helpful and i guess you do the same thing um yeah. when your agency side just just having that seo roadmap and, and trying to understand yeah. ex exactly what you need to do is, is helpful but i suppose you're, you're coming at it from a slightly different angle whereas in an agency you might have that you know that plan for the month but you'll, you'll have it for individual clients but you also need to plan multiple client work in to make sure everything gets delivered at the right time whereas in a slower pace environment it's there to make sure you can still deliver things and still work towards objectives even when things might be moving a bit slower yes um exactly but there are sometimes it does move quite fast because you know you might get several requests from from you know people different teams that's yeah you know, stuff just <laughs> needs doing yeah like redirects redirects for example i mean we've got we've got an events team we've got product teams um you know we've got we've got a sales teams and sometimes they may need re, you know redirects for for certain things that that they want to do like you know vanity urls and stuff like yeah. that and it, it, and it's kind of within your role to to facilitate that it doesn't mm. add much value in terms of your roadmap but it's, it's yeah. stuff that needs doing so it's, it's still valuable to yeah. those teams and what they're doing exactly yeah it's the, it's, it's the day to day kind of support um mm. Because uh, yeah, in terms of our team, our digital team, we're more of an enablement team. So we, we're trying to enable other yeah. um, teams within the organization to do their job. So it, it's part of the role. Yeah. Um, so there are there are day to day monthly tasks we, we have to do as well. Yeah, and, and that's interesting. That is quite different to, I suppose, the perspective you have in an agency, like seeing yourself as that enablement team and that supporting role that you play. Whereas an agency is almost always kind of hired to achieve very direct, specific results, um, fairly autonomously, usually. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, whereas we are working with other teams who need to achieve what they want to do and, and enable them uh, in, in yeah. a digital sense. And, and sometimes there might be crossover where I'm not really doing SEO stuff. Yeah. I'm just um, assisting with, with, with a project that just needs doing, Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really interesting. Something that I've only worked in SEO and agent in an agency, so yeah, something that I, I just don't think you'd consider until you come across it. Um, I got one one sort of last question in this main interview section for you. I, I apologize, I haven't put it on the on the script, but I don't think it's too mean. Um, okay, I, I was just curious <laughs> as you were talking. I'm not going to ask you to say which one you prefer out of agency and in house, but are there if if someone was considering one or the other maybe considering a switch from one or the other or entering digital marketing for the first time and not sure which route to go down do you think there are particular skills that you kind of find are more used in one or the other maybe if we use your current in-house now are there skills that you're using that you weren't using at Hallam uh, or vice versa skills that you don't really need anymore now you're in a different environment I think all the skills are helpful. Um, I think you okay. use all the skills at, at, at some point. However, at in-house, um, there's definitely more focus on the um, pers you know, the the people management skills, mm -hmm. um, and what 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 has you know helped me a lot. I mean, you know, I've, I've you know I passed my probation, so I'm, I'm guessing I'm doing a, a decent job. Yeah, uh, <laughs> is that <laughs> what what what's helped me a lot is um I'm. I, I like to think I'm 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 very easy to to work with, and uh, I, I can understand people's issues. I can understand people's problems, mm. um, and and how I can help them achieve what they want to do. So just just having that uh, understanding really of of what people want, and and understanding, you know, how you can help them is is really important. Um, yeah, of course it, it's it's the same agency side, um, but. I think you're not as exposed to stakeholders as you yes. are in-house. Yeah. So it, it, it really is important, I think, um, in, in making sure that you're successful at, at the role. Yeah. In agencies, I think most of the people that we need to impress are, though they won't all have the same job title, 
the, the relationship with the agency is usually similar and the expectations are similar and their yeah. goals from working with us are similar. Whereas given everything you've spoken about today, you can see that you're working with all kinds of different teams and most of which would never work with an agency. So people no. like me or Ed would never be exposed to them. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, I mean, you're never going to have a, a, a you know, one-on-one -on -one discussion with with a with a product manager or mm. or, or a director of, of a department. You know, they're, they're I mean, they're not they're not interested in in having a conversation with you. To be fair, because um, it's just not not within their remit. It's just it's just not within their focus. Uh, you're more likely to speak to somebody like me or or, yeah. or marketing manager. Um, yeah. And so you're kind of shielded from all these different uh, relationships and all these different. Um, uh, I guess internal uh, organizational structures that you know mm. really wouldn't make any any sense to somebody agency side. Yeah, you, you know, you you just want to know, you know, what, what's your, what's your objective and how you can achieve your objective. Um, you're not really focused on, you know, certain changes happening within the organization or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, my computer just managed to log, try to log me out there, <laughs> but that was. Um, that was really helpful and I think really insightful and I'm hoping that someone who maybe hasn't worked in that in-house experience before, certainly not a larger company like Experian, would find that quite quite interesting and quite helpful. Um, and for those of us working in agencies currently as well, it's a bit more of a peer, peer, peer kind of behind the curtain and see what's going on in the lives of our contacts and you know the, the people that we work with in your position who are fielding all sorts of different requests and different juggling different responsibilities day to day that we don't necessarily see. So I think, uh, Ed, do you have any final questions or are you, are you all happy? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I'm okay to sneak one last in if that's all right. Go on, go on, sneak <laughs> one last yeah. in. We've got this, was, this was actually from me. And, um, and I think, you know, listening to a lot of, you know, I guess presentations in the past that have been from in-house people or people trying to, I guess, extract more information from clients. It's the understanding of where you can get SEA value internally from your company. So um, my question would be, what has been the best department or team that helps provide you with information to help your SEO strategy? So um, I think it's been documented by a lot of like conference speakers and things like that, actually like going ahead and speaking to the customer service team because you'll be able to find, you know, uh, challenges within your customer base and things like that. But I don't know if there's any maybe departments that you've, you wouldn't think would be helpful, but have actually, you know, helped educate you on certain topics that have really helped, you know, help your SEO strategy as such. That is a very, very good question. <laughs> um, in my role specifically, I would say um, the content team is mm -hmm. the most helpful, uh, just because they they work on on so many different types of content. Some some of the content isn't isn't um, you know SEO friendly or SEO focused. It's more business focused. So they do work with a lot more business teams uh, directly and events teams. Um, so they do understand that relationship of, of working with all these different stakeholders who have different objectives. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say they're, they're probably the most important team I've had to work with yeah. um, in this specific role. But um, yeah. absolutely, I do agree with you. Like, like what ideally, in an ideal scenario, what, what I'd want to do is, is speak to the people on the phone, speak to the salespeople. Yeah. You know, what are they saying to clients that resonates with them? You know, you know, how are they having those conversations? How are they describing their products? How, you know, how are they explaining what it does? Um, yeah. Because at the end of the day, the person, you know, who, who you're selling to, uh, you want to make sure you, you understand that, that user intent, that user kind of conversation and, you know, what's, what's interesting for them. Yeah. Um, when you're highlighting certain features of, of your product online. Um, yeah. But I, I haven't got to that stage yet. Uh, it's probably something I need to do. Um, but yeah, just having that conversation with actual people who speak to real customers is is ideal. Um, yeah. But I just just haven't just haven't just haven't had a chance to do that yet. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's good to know that that's you know an important thing that you really consider, and I guess something I guess Ben that I guess impression that I've tried to 
improve upon in, in recent years is that kind of discovery setting where we're trying to get mm. not only the market, marketing department's input in terms of what's important, but the wider business in terms of what they feel the customer looks like or what questions they're asking and what challenges they're currently facing as well. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Well, I think that will bring us nicely to time. That was a good final question, Ed. I'm glad you snuck that one in. I did. <laughs> I, I missed. I missed that in the uh, in the scripts I was going through because I was jumping around a bit with the questions. <laughs> and apologies for making your life more difficult there, Kevin, as well, because I did not go through them in the order I gave them to you. <laughs> no, <laughs> not all. But that's, it's fine. It's all good. Well, one one final question for you. We did ask you in the last episode, but in case people didn't hear that one or didn't get right to the end, uh, how can people find you uh, on social media? Is there is there anything else you want to mention to our listeners before we go? Yeah, so if you are interested in getting into contact with me, you can uh, find me at KevK Digital on Twitter, or you can just you know um, connect with me on LinkedIn, Kevin Capezzi. Um, my name is spelled K-A-P-E-Z-I. Um, if if you're it's, it's Zimbabwean, so you, in, case, in case you're wondering, you know where it's from. Um, but yeah, just just get in contact with me, and yeah, I'm happy to have a chat with anyone. Awesome, thank you for that. And that is everything for this week's Rank Up podcast episode. Uh, that was there was so much that was covered there. It was definitely completely different to any of the interviews we've done before. So uh, thank you so much for taking the time to do that, Kevin. I know I know I really enjoyed it, and I hope our listeners have as well. And we yeah, will be... thanks, thanks, thanks again. No problem at all. Uh, we will be back in two weeks' time with more on-page SEO content. Uh, we are excited to continue to bring you a variety of voices from within the SEO industry. Uh, and in the meantime, though, we would really appreciate it if you could leave a review on the podcast app of your choice. Uh, while we're getting off the ground, it really makes a difference. Uh, and if you're listening to us and for some reason you haven't found us on uh, the podcast channel, you usually would. Uh, if we haven't appeared, then... Um, please do just drop us a message on Twitter uh, and we can get sorted because we we do want to be really wherever anyone listens to podcasts we want to make it as easy as possible um, and yeah if you want to send us any questions uh, or even uh, mention to us about speaking on the podcast uh, you can chat to me and Ed on Twitter at uh, Ben J Gary with two R's and at Ed JTW with two D's uh, we're always interested on hearing from people all throughout the SEO industry, as we've heard from Kevin today. Um, and uh, if you have something to say, a topic you want to talk about, uh, we would love to hear from you. So please do get in touch and speak to us about that. Uh, and we would love to make a way to have you on the podcast in the future. Uh, and if you cannot wait for your next helping of digital marketing content, then please do check out impression.co.uk slash blog, uh, where we have loads of uh, various different blogs, webinars, other events going on. Anything that we're doing as a company will be there. Uh, you can find all of the updates uh, on the blog or even sign up to our newsletter if you are particularly keen to keep up with what's going on. Um, and as always, we recommend checking out womenintechseo.com slash speakers uh, as another fantastic way to find uh, tech SEO writers and speakers uh, should you be looking for more people to engage with on these kind of topics. And that will do it. So Kevin, thank you for your time. And Ed, as always, thank you again. Uh, Ed and I will be back in a couple of weeks with your next installment of On Page Conversation. Uh, but it's goodbye from us for now. Thanks, guys. See you later. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers.